0: Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80-hour weeks to creating a 15-hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, lovely people. Today's a big one. A lot of you have been wanting me to talk about this for some time, right? Imposter syndrome. And I finally caved. Um, In all seriousness, like this is a thing. I see it in all my clients. I've experienced it in my own life like this motherfucker gets us all. So before we go into it today, I did want to share with you a message from one of our very own time hackers. So she sent it to me after our call this week. So our second live call, Debbie messaged me and she said, I told my husband this is the best investment of money I have ever done. The coaching was off the charts and the impact it will have on and for me. Honored to be in this space with you and our tribe of beautiful women. And so I'm so honored to have you. And also Jennifer, Jennifer said, wow, today's session made me so excited for the next three months and already it's worth the money. So good, we are having the best time in there, uncovering all our shit, dealing with feeling uncomfortable, and having fun at the same time. Like This is how to create rapid results. Okay, so imposter syndrome, or as I sometimes like to call it, the success hangover. Let's get to it. So before we do, I have a question for you. How many times have you had the thought, like when I achieve X, I'll feel good. Like when I get my degree, when I get this job, when I earn a certain amount of money, when I sign my first client, my first five clients, when I fall in love, when I leave this relationship, like literally the list goes on. Now we know that it doesn't work because we've achieved things in our lives, things that at one point we were sure would make us feel amazing forever. And here we are still human. Like it's undeniable, external accomplishments don't create lasting confidence. And more than that, we can even feel worse, not better when we succeed, thanks to our little friend, imposter syndrome, success, hangover, whatever you wanna call it. See, our brains are not super happy with change. So you may think that when you achieve something that you really wanted to achieve, your brain's gonna be really fucking happy. It would make sense, we set a goal, we achieve it, cue feeling amazing, and that's not what happens, right? Our primitive brain is not so quick to drop the ball. It literally doesn't give a shit about our modern day wins, it only cares about our survival, And launching that new business was a bad idea with or without the clients. Like no matter how many clients come, it's not swayed by a few clients. It's not swayed by one win. What often happens is as you succeed, it doubles down. It doubles down on the negative self-talk. It doubles down on the anxiety and the fear. It doubles down on the I'm not good enough chatter getting louder and louder in our brains. Like it's more motivated to shrink you. It's more motivated to get you to the cookie jar and Netflix. I've seen it a thousand times. I have a client now in Time Hackers and she's made 10K in 30 days in her business, but her brain is still attached to her story that she can't create clients on demand. Like zero ownership over her success, way more attached to the I can't story, right? We start to use words like fluke or luck or one-off, and I always call my clients out on this shitty pattern. Like, everything that goes wrong is 100% our fault, and everything that goes right is luck, chance, or a fluke. Like, I literally say that, you've probably heard me say that a fair few times, I'm gonna say it again a thousand more times until it goes into all of our brains. Like, imposter syndrome is literally our brain ignoring the evidence, the cold, hard facts of what we are capable of, And clinging to our story about what we can't do, how we aren't capable or successful or worthy. And it does this, of course, to keep us playing small. right? Like your brain just doesn't give a shit about your immediate success. It doesn't give a shit about your goals and where you want to go. It's just primed for survival. And it's so funny to show this to my clients. Like Yesterday I was coaching someone and she said she had 14 no's from client calls, 14 no's. She was just telling me the facts, that was it, that's what she was dealing with, except she wasn't. Her brain was selecting the time frame and the measurement criteria to keep her small because the fact is she's made over 100K in her business since March, right? Like our brains attach to who we've been in the past even if that's like unsuccessful and miserable. We forget that our brains don't like change, any change, especially change that could lead us to exposing ourselves more, boldly facing more opportunities to face rejection and failure, but also just anything that sounds like effort. Like, I will say it again, grab a pen and piece of paper, write this down, our brains don't give a shit about the facts they are way more attached to the story we have of ourselves that we have been carrying around for years. And if that story is that we are unsuccessful, then signing clients, earning money, achieving blow your mind results will not only not produce confidence, it can lead us into a massive negative spin. Right, like making 100K and then deciding that's not who you are. Your brain gets super loud and tells you all the reasons you're going to fail. And so you prove it true over and over and over again. It's like a shame spiral, deciding that we are like about to be found out for what we really are, an imposter, a fake, a fraud. And I say those three dramatically because I've literally had so many clients call themselves one, if not all of these, it's literally the success hangover. We expect to feel amazing and we feel like shit. And it's like that feeling of waking up the next day, like, ooh, I drank, like I said a few things, like, holy fuck, did I actually do that? Now I have to like live with the consequences. The consequence being the exact result we wanted to create. Our brain is so attached to our past and what it knows and deciding that we are fixed there, which is the opposite of how life works, like literally look around you, we all evolve and change. The most successful people didn't come out of the womb any different than you or I. Like I love reading about how crazy successful people dropped out of school or overcame adversity of some kind, like our past literally does not define us. It's why I redirect my clients' brains away from who they've been in the past and firmly focus it on who they want to be and where they want to go. Like put in the GPS for where you want to go. That's how you get there. Keep focusing there. Um, I shared this story on socials, so maybe you saw it. Um, So when my dad taught me how to serve in tennis, like, I was terrible. He taught me to look at where I wanted the ball to go. Like, that's how you hit it. That's how you get it there. And like, like, for ages, like, it didn't make sense to me. I had to look at the ball. I had to look up at the sky. I had to look up at the net. And I kept not getting my, my balls in or over the net even. And it was such a powerful lesson that really when I looked where I wanted the ball to go, it would go there 100% of the time. Like literally my body was just like moving, like just knew what to do when I let go of the attachment and just committed to focusing only on where I was going. And it's true for you for any of your goals. Like stop looking at the past, stop getting caught, looking at the net, looking at where you don't want to go. That's only going to keep you there We want to be focusing exactly on where you want to go. Now, here's the fun part when this happens. I know it sounds like a terrible thing, imposter syndrome, but here's the fun part. Because we think that we can't believe the lies that aren't true, but that's what we're doing the whole time. So when I'm working with clients to get them to believe bigger in what they want to create, it's like, oh, but like that's literally not true. But our brain's literally lying to us when it tells us that we can't do something. So the example of a client with 10K in 30 days, like she's literally done it. So her brain's lying when it says she can't do it. It's like literally it's done. It's happened. It's a fact. Our brains do this because it distracts us. It keeps us playing small. It stops the success fueling our confidence and pulls us out of understanding how we created it so we can repeat it. Like this is part of time hacking, right? Like building your self-concept and how you think about yourself out, away from your past and into your future. Like this literally makes me think of like a video that I've been seeing. I've seen a few different people use it on Instagram where it has someone showing like old photos of them or old photos of their house and then a change they wanted to make and it says like, oh, this girl, she dead. (laughs) Like, yes, your past is fucking dead. It's over. You are different now. It's done. Let that shit go. Sorry about the terrible American accent. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I did. Now, of course, your brain is going to offer you imposter syndrome, like open up its chest of magic tricks to keep you playing small. Expect it. I think of it like there's like this board of directors in your brain strategizing on how to keep you playing small and staying safe in the wild. They're like sat around a boardroom table, a big table, there's some sushi there, lots of coffee. They're like talking to each other. Like, what's your idea, Susan? And she's piping up with, tell her that she's not good enough again. Just just say that on repeat 10 times. It's like, okay testing, testing. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Okay. What else do we have? And then Lisa pipes up and she says, oh, reminder when she was 14 and she thought she passed and she failed and she felt terrible. And like, let's really replay that whole story. Literally, that's what I imagine in my brain and in my client's brain. It's like a game. They're just like strategizing for a different motivation. Expect it, allow it, observe it. You do not need to judge it or fight with it, just like literally notice how clever they are. And imagine what you can achieve when they learn that you won't die by speaking up or exposing yourself and you're all on the same side, a lot. So here are some simple steps to take control over imposter syndrome. You ready? Expect it. Like, I see you, old friend, it actually must mean I did something right. Like, you can literally celebrate it showing up. It's there because you have achieved something you wanted to achieve, and your brain is fearful of the change. But you know it's the change that you wanted. Like, consciously, you know that. Second up, like, allow it to talk to you. Listen, be patient. We know it's super attached to where you've been in the past and just wants you to stay there. Listening won't make it true. Like we often hold in or fight with all the voices and all the fears because we're afraid that like it's gonna come true if we allow it, or if we voice it. There's literally no harm that can come by allowing your brain to express its shitty thoughts. Like it's way quicker to listen than to have her like constantly murmuring underneath the surface with every decision that you make. Trust me. Next up, you can ask yourself, like, actually, how did I create these results? Your brain's like, imposter, fraud. But, like, wait, let's break it down for a minute. How did I create these results? How did I achieve this goal? Get super specific here, no generalizations. Like, this is another trap. I was on a call with a client last week, and when we spoke about what went wrong, like all the negative, her brain was super specific with all the details, every little thing that had happened. And on the positive, it was like, yeah, I guess I just felt good and showed up differently, like super generic. And it's just a clever way our brain stops us from building like, a grounded belief in our new selves, from really learning what to apply over and over again. So the more specific, the better. Did you set the goal? Did you tell others about it? What were you thinking? How were you feeling? I will also add that we don't need to feel 100% amazing to get something done. Like That could be a powerful lesson you learn from accomplishing something. Like This can literally trigger imposter syndrome. When we think we have to feel 100% amazing for something to work out, and we achieve it and we're still human, we're like, oh, well, like, like, I guess that was a fluke instead of like, oh, I don't need to feel 100% amazing and be superhuman the whole time to achieve results. Like when we think it should be really hard or, or we should have believed it was like possible perfectly and the rules of success are not that strict. And this also comes up a lot for me with my clients because they create rapid results that go against the rules of time that they've been taught, breaking down these time rules that our brains have walked around with throughout our lives. Like it sounds fun and it's super triggering for imposter syndrome when things happen quicker than expected. It's like totally fine for your brain to freak out. It's kind of like, oh, we were expecting you. This is a sign of things are working. Like this is the buy-in. We're teaching our brain a new way. So once you have the steps of like, this is how I created it, you have the list of rules, and you have the list of rules, I should say, that you have supposedly broken. You get to decide, like, which ones do you want to keep? What new beliefs do you want to fuel? Do you want to step fully into this next person, the goal getter? Or do you want to stay where you were? And the last powerful step is to notice the ways that you have already changed like list at least three here own that you are always an evolving human and always will be we evolve it's literally what we do everything is working like even in silly ways like I didn't used to like Brussels sprouts when I was younger and now I do (laughs) it's gotta be something about age in there I swear Um, so yeah think about how you've already evolved that's all from me lovely people if you like this episode share it with someone you love Hey, if you wanna get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out. And will be yours too, as you connect with other time hackers, where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached. Of course, you are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.